Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Getting closer to the 4th of July. And big story. What? Whose fault is it again? Oh, yeah. The mass migrant death? It's uh, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, apparently. So more than 50 migrants are dead after being smuggled into the U.S. in the back of a semi. Uh, They were found in San Antonio earlier this week. Four men are now facing charges. Looks like the driver made it through the border checkpoint with the people in the back. So obviously there is a problem at the border. This wasn't yes. a situation where they were picked up on the other side of the border, right? We we got to take this seriously. Uh, but Vice President Kamala Harris doesn't want anyone blaming her or the Biden administration. I mean, first of all, I think the numbers are now at 50 dead. Mm-hmm. In, a, in the back of a truck. Are we going to go master of the obvious again? What are yes, we, doing we are. With her. Oh my gosh. Um, people who, seems by what we know so far, were trying to find a better life, right? Died a horrible death. And I think that you're raising the point about how the governor of that state responded really highlights part of the problem. Because his response, where there are 50 dead bodies in his state, is to go straight to politics. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, sorry. The reason, and you already know it, because not even you can be that dumb. Yes, they did come here, more than likely looking for a better life. And in so many ways, who could blame them? And why did they do it? Because there's incentive that you and your boss and the administration give them. Because if they can make it across the line, what happens? Free health care, free education. They're going to be taken care of. You've known, you should have known since you took office. The more you incentivize it, the more people are going to come. This problem hasn't stopped. It started in January of 21. And for you to say one of the problems is, oh, the governor of Texas is going to make it about politics. You're an embarrassment. And most times we can just laugh at you. But sometimes you say things, gosh, dang, man. It is so frustrating. I don't want to say something this early in the show to get booted. Then I'd leave you guys alone. I don't want to do that. No, we have to change the moniker and all the... Monogrammed towels well, we have and everything. That's well, disgusting. We're only halfway through that stupid clip. Well, yeah. Did you see the guy that was driving the truck with the, the photo of him smiling at the camera? I did not see While that. he crossed the border? Yeah. Oh, when he crossed. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking up the camera, smiling. People yeah. are dying in the back of his truck. Yeah, yeah and people raised the question, what, why wasn't it checked out? Well, that's on border control. They don't have enough people. No. They're too busy playing Lyft driver. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is. Our government has wanted this to happen, and this is just part of it. And when some little kid drowns 
or is left or some lady is killed, you find you got ranchers finding dead bodies all the time in Texas, people that didn't make it. They don't care. They ever talk about it? Of course not. Get to the rest of this stupid statement. Instead of dealing with the realities of the issue. <laughs> the realities of the issue include what we need to do on the issue of smuggling, for example. And so what is that? Administration has been taking that quite seriously. Oh there have been gosh. No, you haven't. Not you haven't done anything, you moron. Taking everything quite seriously. <laughs> well, and, and don't forget, it was only about, what, two months ago when Governor Abbott said, we're going to start doing enhanced checks. We're going to have DPS down there, state officials down there, doing enhanced checks at ports of entry because mm-hmm. we need it, because you guys are failing. The administration came down on him. And then blamed him for inflation. <laughs> of course. So saying, well, we need to look at the things no. that were done. Every time somebody tries to do something to fix the problem, you jackasses say no. No. I mean, not only are they not qualified for the job, they're bad people. Bad people. Yep. They just are. Over 2,000 arrests. But we also need to take seriously the fact that we have a broken immigration system <laughs> that was decimated uh, by the last administration. Oh, right. Yeah. Golly. Oh, my gosh. We set a record every month. People uh, crossing the border illegally. Did you find out the root causes yet? You dimwit. Of course not. We already knew it. We know why people want to come here. Even though you drag the country constantly, most people in the world would love to come here. Golly. Okay, let's move on. Enough of her for right now. I'm sure there will be more from that interview that we can laugh at later. All right. Joe Biden also spoke. Great. Yeah. We did a press conference this morning, and you know, no one was all that curious about asking him about his failed border policies. Uh, but they talked to him about abortion a lot. Of course they did. Um, he was asked about also new polling showing the overwhelming majority of Americans think the country is going in the wrong direction. Okay, roll it. America's better positioned to lead the world than we ever have been. We have the strongest economy in the world. Our inflation rates are lower than other nations in the world. That's not true. The one thing that whoa, has whoa, been destabilizing okay. is... <laughs> that's an easy fact check, man. Yeah, that, that's a lie. Now listen, he doesn't have an original thought anymore. He's just reading or trying to, right? They write that stuff on purpose. It's just continual lies day after day after day. The one thing that has been destabilizing is the outrageous behavior of the Supreme Court of the United States on overruling not only Roe v. Wade, but essentially challenging the right to privacy. We've been a leader in the world in terms of personal rights and privacy rights. And it is a mistake, in my view, for the Supreme Court to do what it did. Okay. So a sitting president on foreign soil, yeah, mind you, decides to throw that out there. Well, devout Catholic Joe, when does the baby in the womb deserve rights? Ever? Devout Catholic Joe. I mean, conception? Like the belief of the Catholic Church? No. Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it, oh, well, I just don't want to push my beliefs on anybody else because I'm not man enough. I just want to go hide. I don't want to stand on my principles because you don't. We don't have any. You don't have any. 
No. There are no principles here. No, it's take your marching orders. You're that guy. You are the swamp, you piece of garbage. Criticize America on foreign soil. Fantastic. A president did that. Not some it's, country it, singer it's, or it's, pop it's person. It's what no. he complained about. Well, yeah. It's even worse. Whatever. Please don't pay attention to what else is going on. Okay. You know what else happened this morning? Okay. I understand. It's going to be a surprise to Robbins. He didn't know this was going on. No, you may have known this. June is Pride Month. What? Yeah. You Well, this... LGBTQ Pride. Today's the last month or the last day of the month. Yes, oh. it is. Oh, my gosh. When did that happen? You started June 1st, you tell me? Yes. I have no idea. And you've said many times, actually, Shocking. you can't get away from it everywhere you well, turn. Well, no, you can't. I mean, it's everywhere. I have a perfect example of that, too. What is your example? Jamie, I just want to watch the ball game. I know you do. I'm like Jack Nicholson and one flew over this cuckoo's nest. I just want to watch the ball game. And? And during the seventh inning stretch last night at Wrigley Field, they had a group of... Uh, of lesbian women sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game, addressed as Pride Month, and we're celebrating, and the Cubs are celebrating, and all of you here are going to celebrate, and here are three women to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And I thought you, you, can't, it's a, you can't possibly not know about this, or you can't possibly uh, bend the knee any more than everyone has. Yeah. Well, to me, and I knew, because we had talked about it before, Major League Baseball was going arm in arm there and you know pride night at all these major league parks all of that yeah okay whatever i'm just going to get news this morning and so i'm you know looking at a lot of stuff and i see what the today show is doing and more on that later there's a bunch of lies and then i'm looking at fox and friends and they're coming back from break and at first when you hear this i'll tell you my reaction it was okay this is like an edgy joke when they start and then you realize no no it's it's not a joke on Fox and Friends this morning. We are celebrating LGBTQ plus Pride Month what? by highlighting the community's <laughs> culture and history. What? And on this Thursday morning, we <laughs> learn about Billy Bean, the only oh. openly gay former Major League Baseball player. We want to do some special things. Fox News national correspondent Brian Yenis joins us now with this A's story. <laughs> Good morning. And the what? What? On Fox and Friends? We're doing Pride Month? Listen. I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, not really. Okay, I know we did a story about Fox really ticking off viewers before with something like that. To actually see it as I'm watching, not knowing it's coming. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Listen, that's not having a problem with anybody that identifies I don't as, care. I don't care I, either. No. Never with have. any of the letters. No. I'm all about it. Leave them, leave them alone. Leave me alone. You leave me alone. I leave you alone. Everybody gets along in harmony. No problem. We have friends. People well, I, that we love. Oh, absolutely we do. Dude. But the whole Pride Month thing has become a joke. Yeah. It's been pointed out many times. It's become a joke among gay people. Saying, watch all these corporations. Just constantly... Try to say, oh, Pride Month means so much to us. All the pandering, it, it's laughable. And Fox is doing that? You think about everything that's happened in the last year. With all the trans stuff in school, what's being taught to kindergartners? And parents fighting against it. 
They're like, okay, this is a place where I can get my news. And I know for some people, Fox lost them a long time ago. It's fine. But my goodness, really? You're just another corporation that has to pay their woke dues. That's disgusting. People are pissed, man. Are we, still, are we still saying marginalized? <laughs> the most powerful marginalized group in the history That's, of the you're world. You're right, David. Yeah. You're right. I, I keep thinking that. Who? What do you mean marginalized? Seriously? <sighs> and I think, you know. I mean, the, the corporate money and the push and the month and every network's in the tank, the Chicago Cubs, for God's sakes, during a seventh inning stretch. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's, it, you can't. Well, all I could think about was Candace Owens, who's on Fox all the time. She's on Tucker's show. She's on different shows quite a bit. When she did the whole piece about corporations and Pride Month. Pride Month is emblematic of corporate cowardice. <laughs> Everywhere you look, all of these corporations that don't even make sense are putting up rainbow flags, right? McDonald's. What was the issue with gay people at McDonald's? Were gay people not being served at McDonald's? I walk into a furniture shop a couple of weekends ago and prominently displayed is this LGBTQIA flag. Everybody's welcome to shop here. At what point in American history were gay people not allowed to shop in furniture stores? You know, and I was looking at it as they do this piece. There's the baseball logo. Yeah. With the rainbow across it. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? Yeah. It's the full court press. All the ESG stuff from the big banks filtering down. Sure. Unbelievable. Man, there's a lot to get to today. Um, green energy is winning, according to our climate advisor. What does that mean? That much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We're going to have some fun today. First few stories so far, man. It's angering. I'm just telling you. Well, going to have some fun, though. Tis the season. <laughs> it's been that way for a while. Yeah. Okay, who is this nitwit talking? Oh, uh, this is one of Joe Biden's climate advisors, Gina McCarthy, uh, bragging about the fact that this administration has crippled our energy production and uh, exchanged it in favor of pumping up renewable sources that are, well, not up to the task right now. They're doing this on purpose. They are. At least they're admitting it, I guess. We have opportunities now to transfer to clean energy in a way that grows thousands of jobs. Mm -hmm. We now, we just had a, a recent report that was put out that's showing all of the energy and the employment stats from last year. Clean energy is winning. Fossil fuels losing jobs. We're gaining them every step of the way. Why yeah. do you think that is? Yeah, because you're forcing it. Because you're job. rigging it, right? And we're paying the price. But she presents it as if this is something that is naturally happening because of supply and demand, like basic economics, right? It's not the government act actively putting the thumb on the scale for one industry over another. No, man. I don't want to go too deep into this, but a lot of times you look at so many things that don't make sense, and you start to think, is this coincidence? Is it coordinated? Like between legacy media and the left and big tech. And you come away with the answer being, yes, it has to be somehow. And you know that legacy media in a lot of ways does get its marching orders from the Democratic Party. Right. Well, they're we know that they're sympathetic to liberals. Yes. So. So. They, yeah. On that today's show, they're talking about gas prices, right? Mm -hmm. How crazy it is. 
And, you know, some families, they're willing to pay the extra to put a smile on a kid's face. Okay. A reflection of families fed up with the pandemic and willing to accept the trade-off to make their kids smile this summer. The Fridays likely taking mm. their daughters to Legoland. It's worth the price at the pump. Absolutely. An alternative route. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh. The alternative route? Here we go. To rising costs using electric cars for road trips. This mom says she's paying about 80% less in fuel. I'm just so glad that, you know, I had the vehicle and I see big, big, you know, differences in in, in prices. You think? (laughs) How much did you pay for it? Right. Good for you. I mean, awesome. I'm glad you enjoy your electric vehicle, but they have to know that's not the majority of people. Well, the electric vehicle the time by they got from Ford or GM or right. whatever that was bonus through their news coverage. Dude. I mean, you can't explain that. There's, you know, and, they and the put thing that is, in all the time. Thing is, people would fly, but they can't because no flights exist. <laughs> A lot of them have been canceled. I, yes. Dude, they're in the airport sleeping for like two days. You know, man. I, I'm any time anyone com, any liberal complains about something not going well, my advice to them is just going to be go buy an electric vehicle. We've got abortion bans in multiple states. Yeah. Uh, maybe go buy an electric vehicle. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, hey, make you feel better. Make you feel better about saving the planet or something. Golly, my okay. wife left me. Go yeah. buy an electric vehicle. Buy an electric vehicle. That'll there help it. That'll solve it. That's the new take a salt tablet. Rub, rub some dirt <laughs> on it. <laughs> good buy news. Here's good news. Yeah, the co-creator of Friends, Marta Kaufman. <laughs> yes, uh, is finally ready to admit. Admit what? What so many people have so, seen for years. That Friends is a crappy show? Uh, no. Oh. That it had a lack of diversity. <laughs> so she's pledging $4 million to her alma mater. Oh, man. In Massachusetts. She said, I- I've learned a lot in the last 20 years. Admitting and accepting guilt is not easy. It's painful looking at yourself in the mirror. I'm embarrassed that I didn't know better 25 years ago. <laughs> Buy an electric vehicle. <laughs> Boy from Kamala Harris to make fun of next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. Yeah, protect the border. Okay. Has there ever been, I mean, soaring oratory skills like that guy? Yeah. Wow. Well, see, stunning every time. Do you think he was he was giving like a presidential address or something there when he said the United States of America when actually yes. he was opening up a new restaurant in Branson, Missouri? Yum. This is the United States of America for God's sake. Right. Meat. It's what the president eats. Except you can't afford food right now. Right. He can't. Chew or we're it trying in. to kill meat. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh as far as the border, someone is actually saying we just need a little more time. Hey, give us a little bit more time, okay? We got we got to work on this. So more than fifty migrants died after being smuggled <laughs> into the U.S. in the in, in, you know in, I'm, in a tractor trailer. I just have to say right now, I am sick and tired of hearing we're working on it. We've been freaking working on it for a year and a half, eighteen months now with this current idiotic administration. <laughs> Stop working on it and get it freaking done. I'm with you, man. Yeah. Stop it. Golly. I'm working on it here. That, got, that flies nowhere else in society. No, nowhere else. It doesn't. If you told your boss for 18 months you're working yeah. on it, you'd be out on your earth. Of course you would. God! So you got these more than 50 migrants dead found in San Antonio earlier this week. 
Um, and you can just add this to the human catastrophe that's unfolding every single day thanks to this administration's lack of seriousness on border security. But according to Democrat Representative Sylvia Garcia, well, we, we just need a little bit more time to make the plan start working, okay? We got the plans in motion. They just haven't kicked in yet. Okay. I haven't heard the clip. I'll bet you we don't get specifics. I'm just going to bet on it. No, you won't. You won't get any at all. Let's see. I think they've had a, a plan. If you recall, you know, for some time, and they put it into place, and I think we're, we're seeing some change. Uh, Secretary Mallorca has briefed us on a five-point plan. So just remember that for the last, uh, you know, two or three years, you know, all this has been on a standstill with all the programs that have been implemented by the previous administration. Oh, God. You mean like stopping people from illegally coming over? Right. Those plans? Yeah, you obliterated them. So what exactly is the plan? Uh, forcing people to remain in Mexico, uh, forcing people, turning people away. So there's been a lot of... Yeah, that was, th that was good. You're acting like that was a bad, bad thing. thing. Yeah. Sylvia? Well, the, and the Biden administration just got a win in the Supreme Court today saying the Supreme Court said they had the right to overturn the remain in Mexico policy. So now it's going to make a whole lot of things way more worse. Oh, dear goodness. Built up bottleneck, if you will, uh, that now I think we're seeing uh, people, uh, more and more people coming through. And it's cyclical. It's, it's, it's the migration patterns uh, that happen uh, every, every, every so many years. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the problem, the crisis. Transitory. <laughs> it's cyclical. It's... <laughs> What you're seeing isn't real. Yeah, it's it's so cyclical. Every time a Democrat people. is in the White House, yeah. more people are coming across. Sort of like the same way foreign countries just jack around with us. Exactly what we've seen before. And the president is laser focused. It's a high priority. You know it is. They say it is. Take them at their word. Job one. Round the clock. Okay. Golly. But, and we'll find this out a little bit later in the show. Apparently, what's happening at the border is not that big a deal for the press corps uh, because they didn't ask Biden about it. It's all abortion. And Kamala's talking about abortion because taking away the right to kill babies has got them all flummoxed. So I told you, I mean, the one downside of this, and we talked about it earlier, is that th this is all they have. They don't have anything else. They need to divide this way because they can't do it any other way. Everything's a disaster. Well, this will just be another issue that they're not going to win on in the end. But they think that this is all they have. This yeah. is the momentum they feel okay. they have. That's it. That's why they got nothing else. Every Republican running for office right now, you just have to put your opponent on the spot. When do you believe that there should be any limits? That's it. Yes. Tell me, are you office, Write that down. I agree with you. Are, are you talking all nine months? Are you talking the first trimester? When, when do you think it becomes something that shouldn't be available on demand? And yes. make them defend that position. If it's all nine months, make them defend it. And if it's your body, your choice, when, if ever, does that baby have any rights? Is that five months? Is it well, conception? That's... Is it what... When the baby's actually breathing on its own? Dovetails off the first question. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but Vice President Kamala Harris says she's ready now to fight for abortion in this country because everything else has been solved. Uh, but during this interview on NPR, the host wasn't so sure she's really committed to the cause. NPR. Yeah. Oh so a host. Mm-hmm. This ought to be good because that's like an activist, right? Yeah, why sure. are we not seeing you out at abortion clinics meeting with women? Well, I have been at this very table. Um, so I, I think, but let's, let's, let's talk about it if we can just back up for a moment. Time out. At what table is she talking about? Well, the table that they're sitting at doing the interview. So okay. she's saying that I've met with activists and women at this very table. Which doesn't answer the question, like why? Why aren't you out in the streets trying to, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, gin up something, yeah, right? In terms of what this means, and I want to make that point to make an equally important point, which is that we have to stand together in this fight. <laughs> the empty platitudes. <laughs> she runs in circles. Just that always gets it is, right. <laughs> Vice President but, Michael Scott. That's what she is. <laughs> But before that, there's another point, and it's important, and you know what that is. We have to stand together in this fight. Yeah. Right? Those of us who understand what's at stake. And that's where I guess, you know, some of these women are saying, well, why not be out in the streets? Why not be out, you know? But but that's exactly all of these things need to happen. All of these things need to happen. What things? We need to stand up and speak loudly (laughs) about why this is something that we will fight against. Boy, that's this. This is the meal. This is the meal you eat, and a half hour later, you're hungry again. You know, because there's, there's zero substance to any of this. It's just the empty calories. It's it, man. It's just empty calories. Oh man, good golly! I'll say this. I mean, I'm sure that I don't agree with anything as far as any policy issues with this NPR person. But they didn't get the marching orders where you just got to let her speak. Right. She's trying to hold her feet to the fire. Though. And that's right. You know, some of these women are saying, well, why not be out in the streets? Why not be out? Why not? You know, well, but but that's exactly all of these things need to happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do it. but yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Listen, do you did you not get the memo? I go empty platitudes and you shut the up. That's what's supposed to happen in these interviews. Well, you tell you you talk Don't about Don't you know who Dana Bash is? You've got to fawn over me too afterwards. Yeah. A little bit. Words from oh. course. Stay in your lane, little NPR girl. Come on now. Oh, we got the chokel in the news. Yeah. What's she <laughs> rambling about? Oh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul wants to crack down on legal gun owners after the Supreme Court ruled that the state's concealed carry licensing rules were unconstitutional. Sure, because you don't want you know, law-abiding citizens with guns on the streets of New Dude, York. Not at all. To you prevent a woman with a baby stroller getting shot in the head like gosh, last night. That is yeah. such a sad story. God, oh, my gosh, Lee, dude. 20-year-old woman walking with her baby on the Upper mm-hmm. East Side. She had been at a uh, at a women's shelter, apparently. Shot in the head at point-blank range in front of her three-month-old child. Uh, Unbelievable. Thank God the child's okay or unharmed <laughs> physically. Uh, but anyway, one of the things that Kathy Hochul says she wants to do is ban firearms at private businesses, unless the business explicitly states you can carry a gun in there. See, in most places, it's the other way around, right? You gotta, you have to explicitly tell people you don't want them carrying guns, right? Uh, even if they're licensed, it doesn't really matter. 
Uh, well, Governor Hochul was asked, though, if she has any facts that show that license holders are more likely to commit crimes with a gun. And listen to this response. Okay. Before we hear it, can I ask you the question yeah. of who asked that question? Um, I do not. It's a local news reporter. I don't know. Oh, okay. Name. It couldn't have been anyone national because no. they can't ask a Democrat for facts. No. That's against the law. Okay, go ahead. I don't need to have numbers. Oh. I don't need. I don't have to have a data point to point to to say that this is going to. Ma- All I know is I have a responsibility to the people of the state to have sensible gun safety laws. <laughs> the, the party of science strikes again. I don't. I don't need facts to make laws that are designed at stripping away your constitutionally protected rights. I don't need that. Should that should be the Democratic slogan? I, I don't. I, it's I, true. I feel like it's true even though the numbers would tell you that somebody who goes through the process of getting a concealed carry license is far less likely to commit any sort of crime, period, much less with a firearm, than the general population. Yeah. Well, if we could just take a time out from the border crisis, all these stories that you're talking about here, David, mm-hmm. and uh, the vice president with abortion, and then Chokel there with gun rights. We need to focus on what's most important right now, according to our media. And I don't even think I need to tell you what that is, but in in case you don't know. January 6th hearings and growing fallout over this week's explosive testimony from a former White House staffer. Explosive. Okay. Yeah, and and at least two of the major points that she made have been proven to be false. Shush, shush. This is major, and it was well, her account of that day now being defended by a key Republican on the committee as they push to hear from other key Trump insiders. What does that mean exactly? Uh, well, means- you have this Hutchinson lady, who is an aide to Mark Meadows, um, telling these stories about Trump, right? That's what they're talking about, this incredible testimony from this brave woman. The Republican, top Republican on the committee that's defending her, that would be Liz Cheney. Oh, okay. Oh, come on. Who was saying it was courageous. Well, of course. She's a kook. Yes. Her. And by the way, there's no reason for this Hutchinson lady to lie. Remember, we've been told that. There's no reason. <laughs> I could think so, of like 12 off the top of my head. Well, Trump has said she wanted to follow his team down to Florida after he moved back to Florida after Biden was taken office. Now, we don't know if that's true or not, partly because no one got to ask her that. No. Because it's not like there's a cross-examination. It's a show trial. And I thought it was interesting because I heard part of Megyn Kelly's podcast. She had Andrew Clavin on, who's brilliant. And they were talking about it, but being a former lawyer, she tore that thing apart. You know, talking about, well, there's no one else to ask the questions. No. Um, And you remember the dust-up she had with Trump. There are a lot of people that are fans of Trump that will never forgive Megyn Kelly. I like what she said, though, as she was tearing it apart. I feel no need to defend Trump or his character, as my audience knows. But I know a sham trial when I see one. And this is not justice. It is not fair, and it is not to be trusted. That's the end game for her going through all of this. Yeah. But one of the th- things that uh, her people did was count the amount of times that Hutchinson, while she was delivering her testimony, was quoting someone but wouldn't give the actual quote. She just kept saying, you know, something to the effect of, and then, well, they said something to the effect of, 
Megan Kelly, being a lawyer, said that would never hold up because no. as a lawyer, you would say, well, "What do you mean? Well, what exactly did they say?" Right, you say it's inadmissible. Do- yes. Yes, and so many of the stories were, well, I overheard this conversation, and they were saying something to the effect of, well, you're getting into hearsay, as we already know, but the team put them all together, and I didn't realize this. This was within two hours. Yeah. This is how many times that woman said something to the effect of. Okay, count them up. This is hilarious. Tony had believes me. Something to the effect of station where I overheard the president say something to the effect of something to the effect of Mr. Cipollone said something to the effect of the president said something to the effect of and he said something to the effect of something to the effect of and I remember Pat saying to him something to the effect of I'm at eight right now and these are all original I think we got like 10 seconds left all right we're at eight correct yeah okay said something to the effect of and very clearly had very clearly said this to Mark something to the effect of I remember Pat saying something to the effect of and Mark had responded something to the effect of that's a dozen wow <laughs> yeah brave unimpeachable witness right yeah. there yeah and that's when Trump reached up and grabbed the steering wheel with one hand and went for the clavicle with the other Jason borned it yes he did <laughs> What a joke. TikTok, you got to get it off your phone fast. We'll explain next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. FCC saying, hey, Apple, Google, please remove TikTok from your app stores. Good. It's clear that TikTok poses an unacceptable national security risk due to its extensive data harvesting being combined with Beijing's apparently unchecked access to that sensitive data. Yeah, surveillance is basically what it is. And if you have TikTok on your phone, they know everything about you. Yeah, it's a Chinese spy app, okay? Well, delete it today. Yes. But the videos are so funny. No, they're not. Okay, some of them are. I would just say, if if you're a liberal kook, please don't give it up, because Libs of TikTok is a great follow on Twitter. (laughs) Always fun. Oh, gosh. Oh, I have one, too. It uh, is. There's it's... a woman that identifies as a bird. No. Yeah, what? No. To to later. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever pronouns. Chirping. <laughs> Do you want me to get to it now? Yeah, go ahead. I don't yeah. know if we have time. No, nah, we got it. We got. We don't have time. We got to flesh it out. Okay. Yeah, dude. Can't rush things. I'm serious. <laughs> uh, know, real quick, I'll tell you We used to joke this. about this. I know. It was like, I mean, yeah, we would kid about this. Matt We're, Walsh put out a book, Johnny the Walrus. Walrus, yeah. He thought he was a walrus. <laughs> he identified as a walrus, and his woke mom is like, okay, he's a walrus. She had, but now we have a woman that actually identifies as a bird. There's, there's a whole bunch of people, apparently. Surgery to put tusks on him. And... No, this, this is for real. 54% of people say video gaming should be taught in schools. Yeah. Okay. David, yep. you're the millennial. What do you think? Well, let's do budgeting and basic economics first. Let's focus on that. I'm with you, man. Yep. Teach people what they need to know first. Cry it out loud. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, of course we have a massive problem at the southern border. But it almost seems like the White House doesn't want to recognize it. No, they don't. It's not that it, that it seems like they don't. They actually don't want to recognize it, and they don't want to do anything about it. And unfortunately, legacy media in this country is, for the most part, allowing it to happen. They, they're not holding feet to the fire. They're not asking questions about it. They didn't ask questions to Biden about it today. That's unbelievable. You, you had the largest human trafficking fatality event in the, you know, on American soil in our nation's history in San Antonio. Earlier this week, Biden does a press conference, and no one feels like that's worth talking about. Dude, think about when there used to be actual reporting. One of the things that would get brought up is, how did, how did that truck even get through? Right. But... You mean it went through two checkpoints and no one checked it? No one opened it up? How does that happen? But, of course, if you're going to do that reporting, then I guess you would have to report that, well, border security has its hands full and doesn't have enough people there to do the job. Right. Well, and, and Kamala Harris, our vice president, is mad at Texas Governor Greg Abbott for pointing out this is a direct result of her administration's failures at the border. But And this really got to me when she said that on NPR, because remember back in April, Abbott started doing enhanced security checks at the border to help out, and the White House cracked down on him. They said, he's causing inflation because of this. And this is what the press secretary at the time uh, said, Jen Psaki. Okay. What we're seeing with these unnecessary inspections of trucks trans uh, transiting ports of entry between Texas and Mexico are significant delays, which are resulting in a drop in commercial traffic of up to 60 to 70 percent in some ports. Oh, another one that didn't age well. I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, these people crammed into the back of a, uh, of a truck in a trailer being cooked to death. I'm sure the first thing on their minds as they were dying was, well, at least, you know, avocados are 10 cents cheaper at Walmart now. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking in the past, remember when you have like a bunch of different people get caught, say, in a mine in a different country, yeah. and there's like, like 30, 35 people that might die, and it's a race against the clock to rescue them. Yeah. Right, And all of a sudden, the nation is involved in this story and following along because they are just caring about people. They don't know who they are. And it has, at that point, nothing to do with what country they're from. It's like, this is a human story. Except with this story, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of care for the human tragedy that it really is. Yeah. And It's it, awful. People and, cook to death. And part of it is, honestly, because they're racist. They don't care that a bunch of brown people got cooked to death in the back of a truck. They don't care. You know, if you look at the history of what's covered, you would have to say, yeah, they're racist. Well, because I mean, look, they, they see these folks as less than human. Remember last year when the big follow 
was the girl and her boyfriend on the trip across the country. Oh, yeah. Gabby Petito. Oh, it was everywhere. Yes. For a long time. And I remember saying at the time, it's true if someone brings up, hey, there are a lot of black girls that go missing Mm -hmm. that never get talked about. Mm -hmm. That's true. Why is that? Because that's not part of the agenda. Right. Well, because that might not be a white person to blame. (laughs) And it's not as appealing. And remember for and they're not gonna they're not gonna talk about that, but that's the truth. And remember for about two days, you had people like Chris Cuomo saying, "We're gonna we're gonna stay on this. We're gonna highlight black and indigenous women who go missing." They did it for like two days, and then they dropped it altogether. They did the virtue signaling thing, but no, they don't care that these people from Mexico and Central America died in this horrific fashion as a result of the failures of this administration to control what's happening at the border. They don't care. Well, it cut into the camera time when he was jacking weights. Well, Chris Cuomo? Yeah, yeah I had to have at least yeah. 10 minutes of that, right, every episode. So, yeah. Yeah, but if you I could mean, blame border security for what appears to be whipping people trying to come in. Well, that's whoa! different. Which, of course, they weren't. But still had to take the leave. Yeah. Honestly, and still haven't been apologized to. Honestly, at this point, I think they should start whipping people who are running across the border. Yeah, do you know what could happen? Yeah. Send the me- send the message. You're not welcome. The administration won't do it. Okay, so Joe Biden talking about abortion, that's what he was asked about today? Uh, yeah, he did a press conference this morning and was asked about new polling showing the overwhelming majority of Americans think the country is going in the wrong direction. And he says, well, you know, that's because of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, you know. What? <laughs> yeah. So- I can understand why the American people are frustrated. Because of what the Supreme Court did, I can understand why the American people are frustrated because of inflation. But inflation is higher in almost every other country. Prices of the pump are higher in almost every other country. We're better positioned to deal with this than anyone, but we have a way to go. And the Supreme Court, we have to change that decision by codifying Roe v. Wade. So you're mixing together inflation and Roe v. Wade? Yes. Okay. Well, first thing. Um... Half the country is celebrating the Roe v. Wade decision. So you know, Joe. I know you're out of touch. Uh, I don't know anyone that's celebrating inflation. Okay? And that's the way our Supreme Court works. Oh, yeah, I have to codify it. And I understand that's the talking points. Just let's move on from Joe and the media for right now. It, it's the same thing all the time. Well, again, this is what you have to talk about. Oh, no. Who's this talking, David? Oh. Christine? Uh, Christian Amanpour from Oh, sorry, Christian. Christian Amanpour, very serious journalist. Yes. Talking today about uh, the significance of Roe v. Wade being overturned and how it will impact our standing in the rest of the world. Oh, gosh. Here we go. American democracy and the state of Americans' women's rights are being really looked at, not just by the rest of the West as these meetings are happening, but by the rest of the world. You think the Taliban are going to actually say, oh, yeah, we're going to adhere to what you tell us for recognition based on what, you know, on what we do about women? This is really serious, this moment. So we need a real journalist, which I used to think. I, you know what? It pains me to say it. I used to think you really were Oh, one. no, I, you're not alone. I did, too. 
And then to hear so you he, in interviews right. and almost without the script to realize you're not all that bright at all. It's been smoke and mirrors. Yeah. For it, years, just like Leslie Stahl. And now you're going to say all of a sudden, because of Roe v. Wade, the Taliban's not going to treat their women quite the same. Right. Are you friggin' joking? Right. Do because, you know what's gone on in Afghanistan? Because the Supreme Court giving up the authority to make abortion law in all 50 states is the same as the Taliban bringing prepubescent girls into sex slavery and telling grown women to cover up from head to toe. And you're not going to school anymore. You're not going to school anymore. No, no, you're not. Yeah, the Taliban's like, well, geez, you know, we were thinking about lightening up a little bit, but I heard about this Roe v. Wade thing, uh, and you know what? I think we're doubling down. Nobody said that. <laughs> no one said oh. No. My gosh, man. Remember when all the whole Afghanistan debacle last summer? And bringing up the point a few times, we have all these people on the left talking about women's rights, war on women. It's like, go to Afghanistan. You want yeah, to right. see a war on women? Yeah. So now with all this nonsense in the streets about Roe v. Wade, do you forget Afghanistan Taliban? No, I can't get an abortion bed 15 weeks. Tyranny. <laughs> Give me a break. Oh, here's one for the, from the left. I mentioned this earlier. Okay, I know that's been a joke for some people before to say what you can identify as a man if you're a woman or vice versa, but there's also like 150 genders. And then, Scott, I think you're joking, saying, well, what if I identify as a dog? Right, or a potted plant. Yes. Yes. We mentioned the Matt Walsh book, Johnny the Walrus. See, that's why when you told me this this morning, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not joking. This has happened. It's happening. Yes. Yeah. And it was highlighted by lives of TikTok that shared it on Twitter. And it's a woman, her and her friend both identify as a bird. I'll let, you, I'll let her lay out the case, okay? And show some respect, Scott. <laughs> no, I won't, but go ahead. Hi, my name is Cameron, and I'm a member of our DID system. So Avery and I are both birds. I am a cardinal, and Avery is a blue jay. We like AM air pronouns in particular because they feel even further removed from gender than they than theirs. And being birds, while we do have... Um, our own gender expression, we don't inherently have a gender at all. Okay, you follow wait, wait, so far? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bur Did she think that birds don't have any gender? We don't know. Well, but from do. the reaction yeah. from people, but they do. it sounds like, yes, they do, but <laughs> it sounds like she doesn't believe they do, although she identifies as a bird. If you identify as a bird, you would still be using pronouns of masculine and feminine. Yes. Okay. But they prefer the I am air. You got I, it? I so am instead air. Of, yeah, it's it I think she explains it too. Instead of they, them, there, you take off the T H. So it's oh. I am air. Ah, gotcha. Okay. You follow Scott? <laughs> Here, I'll just let it Every roll. Every damn amazed on this show. I really am. Go ahead. Okay, roll it. And not in the way that, like, we're just non-binary. Okay. It's that, like, our species as, like, an avian-human hybrid does not inherently have any kind of gender at all. 
<laughs> so you use them just like singular pronouns, like he, him, or yeah. she, her. Uh, spelling and pronunciation-wise, it's like they, them, theirs without the TH at the beginning. So the best way I think to practice is to write out um, a couple of short sentences using like he, him, his, and himself. All right, go ahead and do that, Scott. Get out your pencils. All right, got it? Okay. Wow. And then go back through and erase all of those pronouns and fill them in with A, M, air, air, self. <laughs> got it? Are they goofing on me? Are these people real? That has to be goof. That has to be a goof. That can't be I th real. I thought it was a goof. But so far, the reactions are, no, those people think that's a thing. Wow. Uh, we'll wait and see if it's... Can they fly? Listen, there have been plenty of people say, let's go to a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're identifying as a bird. I want to see it. If you sit down and have a meal of a steak, I'm, you can't. It's got to be all bird seed from here on out. Right. Oh, man. So there you go. You got to live in a tree. <laughs> a tree house. Um, how much have we learned about inflation? The Fed chair speaks. You got to hear it next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, inflation. We've learned something, have we? Yeah, we have. Well, you know, you always want to look back at the game film, right, and process what you could have done better. What maybe didn't go so well? Uh, the chair of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, who ignored economists' warnings about inflation until it was far too late in the game, says, hey, there's a silver lining to all of this. All right. One way to say it would be, we, I think we now understand better how little we understand about inflation. <laughs> That's not very reassuring. No, it, you know, it, honestly, this was, this was unpredicted. I, I was looking at our... Um, no, time out. I'm sorry. It was predicted. Yeah, yes, it exactly. was, by a lot of people. Yes. Some called it Economics 101. It wasn't like deep-thinking people. Only a few had the key to the secret. Well, I mean, <laughs> three idiots on the radio were like, hey, we got to do something about this last summer. You flood the market with that much cash. That causes inflation, right? Well, sure. Transitory. <laughs> No, that's what we heard first, right? Transitory, yeah. But now, just no, we don't know. So that's the And then it was lining. our fault because we were buying too much stuff. And then it was Putin's fault. Yes. Now it's just Greg Abbott's fault. Greg, well, it, <laughs> in Texas. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, at the time of our June meeting, one year ago, the, of the 35 uh, uh, people who filed uh, with a survey of professional forecasters, 34 of them had inflation below 4% for last year. And of course, it was way above 4%. Okay. So those people should not be doing that anymore. Right. That reminds me of the 51 intelligence people that said, the Hunter Biden laptop right. is Russian disinformation. All the hallmarks. You can take whatever experts you want, mm -hmm. just name them, and here's your argument. I don't think anybody's buying that anymore. Holy smokes. A historic day. So, you know, Katanji Brown-Jackson sworn in mm -hmm. Supreme Court justice. Well, they're sweeping the glass now off the floor because the ceiling was kicked in. Well, yeah, absolutely. Today. For a Supreme Court justice that cannot tell you what a woman is. No. It's a remarkable day. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> that whole stupid exchange. 
It was one for the ages. It really was. Marsha Blackburn, That's, Tennessee. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Hmm. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. You can't? I can't. What? You can't? Mm, not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of- See, that's the other thing. We need a biologist mm-hmm. to be able to tell you what a woman is. It's true. All right. I like Expand the court, you could include a biologist. I like <laughs> Pack the court with biologists. <laughs> yes. I like yes. Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff. Some would say he's actually technically the president. I've heard that. Um, he shows a picture of him with Katanji Brown Jackson, and uh, he says, I've known Justice Breyer, who's retiring, for decades. His service has been incredible, but very excited to know that an equally amazing person takes his place starting today. According to that tweet... Katanji Brown Jackson doesn't have a name. Hmm. So it doesn't doesn't say who it is. No. And does that say person. person. Yes. Well, it's a gender. It's not gender specific, so. Is everybody going to be they before too long? Is that what we're running into? Right. Okay. Just checking. It's It's just a remarkable day, and you just need to stand back and recognize it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. David, biggest story of the day so far. Biggest story of the day is that the President of the United States has absolutely nothing to say about the deadliest migration, or I'm sorry, human trafficking event in U.S. history. Nothing That's to say remarkable. He, he's like, no, 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 we're going to talk about abortion. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to lie about inflation. Saying, oh, yeah, well, I mean, inflation, we got... Lower inflation rates than the rest of the of the world, which isn't even true. No, it's not. Well, and he talked about abortion messaging, which we can get to. And earlier we heard from this woman that identifies as a bird, and we were trying to figure out, is that real or not? I think it was. We have another person identifying as cake. I'm not making that up either. It's all coming up right here. <laughs> The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. Then you got the millennial, David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Yo, buddy. You just said, whoa, what's up, David? Yeah, so the Supreme Court has ruled to constrain the EPA's power to regulate greenhouse gases, uh, saying, hey, Congress needs to write laws, because that's how this works. You can't farm out your legislative duties uh, to unelected government bureaucrats when it comes to, well, really anything. Good. You've got to do your job, and if you don't do your job, well, then you can't whine about it. That that It's on you. They've got in the dissent, Justice, uh, I think it's Sotomayor, or was it Kagan, writing basically Congress isn't smart enough to handle this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's like, well, that doesn't mean you expand the administrative state. It means you get better representatives then (laughs) anyway they're not smart enough to do it yeah uh alexandria ocasio-cortez says quote catastrophic (laughs) a filibuster carve out is not enough we need to reform or do away with the whole thing for the sake of the planet gosh dang oh no, insurrection is a word that gets thrown around a lot, but she's actually yep. talking about un, like d- doing away with abolishing the Supreme Court. 
I'm not surprised. They really do go stompy foot when they don't get their way. They bec- You know why? I just had this conversation yesterday with somebody. Because they don't usually lose. Yeah. Because usually people just roll over like, okay, golly. And when people start standing up and there's some sort of pushback going on, they don't know how to react because they've never lost. Right, and then it's it's injustice, yeah. tyranny. Well, listen, it's the they, stompy foot and the weeping and the wailing and the gnashing of teeth and everything else. They've been used to hiding behind uh, the court system to pass yes. unpopular laws for half a century. Yeah, and now they actually, away with it. They actually have no idea how to handle it now that they're not winning on that front. Nope. Well, that's good. So they do what what most eight year olds would do. They throw themselves on the floor and stomp their feet. Well, the thing about the Supreme Court, there's been many rulings from Kavanaugh, from Amy Coney Barrett, that a lot of conservatives have not liked. You just don't hear the outpouring of whining and (laughs) teeth like you do. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of conservatives not happy today on the other ruling from the Supreme Court on immigration. Yeah, 5-4 decision saying that the Biden administration can undo Trump's remain remain in Mexico policy. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not going to get in the way of the left saying, it's rigged, conservative, right. going back to 1959. Right. No, I'm freaking out. I love that the Supreme Court is sending the message that what we're going to do is get out of the way of lawmakers because it's not our job to pass laws. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yes. And it was Sotomayor saying, yeah, but they're too dumb? I think it was, yeah. I think it was Kagan, actually. Okay. You know what? If I got a minute, I want to actually applaud Justice Sonia Sotomayor, maybe for the first time ever. And, David, I know you've heard this before. One day I was out a few weeks ago. You may have played this. I hadn't seen it. When she's talking about Clarence Thomas, this is like a ray of sunshine to me. It really is. Because everything's so divisive. And so you have all these people on the left right now talking about how Clarence Thomas is like the most evil man that could ever be on the Supreme Court. Oh, it's a race traitor. It's all of that, a lot of racist stuff. Yeah, Uncle Clarence. Yep. And so this clip was out there of Sotomayor talking about Clarence Thomas as a person, even though they disagree on basically everything. And I thought, wow, that's cool of her to say. She didn't have to say it. But I suspect I have probably disagreed with him more than with any other justice. That we have not joined each other's opinions more than anybody else. Right. And yet, Justice Thomas is the one justice in the building Mm -hmm. that literally knows every employee's name. That they, Every one of them. And not only does he know their names, he remembers their families' names. And Kind of get cut off. Histories. He's the first one who will go up to someone when you're walking with him and say, is your son okay? How's your daughter doing in college? He's the first one that when my stepfather died, sent me flowers in Florida. Yeah. He is a man who keeps, cares deeply about the court as an institution, about the people who work there, but about people. I'm like, wow, they disagree on everything. But she recognized him for being a good guy. I thought that was really nice. A lot to be set up for that, too, man. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, considering the beating this guy's taken. Oh, 
It's remarkable. Yeah. So I thought that was nice. Okay, now let's bash some people. Who's up? Um, let's the president. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's let's skip Kamala and just do President Biden here. Oh gosh, can we go back and get Kamala later? Yeah, we'll 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 get okay. Kamala later. Right. Oh, we'll get it all in. All right, uh, sure. Joe Biden did a press conference this morning and talked about abortion, of course, and he was asked whether or not he's the right messenger on abortion because you know his views have uh, evolved. They certainly have. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm the president of the United States of America. That makes me the best messenger. And uh, I really think that it's a serious, serious uh, yeah. problem that the court has thrust upon the United States, uh, not just in terms of the right to choose, but in terms of the right to who you can marry, the right, the whole range of issues relating to to privacy. What are you talking about? I don't know. This is the hyperbole nonsense and fear he stokes all the time. Okay. That's what he does. This. Remember when he said Roe was too extreme? Oh, yeah. In the 70s. Yeah. Forget. Okay, go ahead, Joe. And uh, I have uh, written way back a number of large articles about the Ninth Amendment and the, and the, the 14th Amendment and why oh my gosh. privacy is considered uh as part of a constitutional guarantee. Um, and uh, they've just wiped it all out. And so uh, um, I'm the only president they got. <laughs> no, I'm the only one they got, you know, so uh, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that, that says it all, doesn't it? That long, ra- rambling explanation is him defending himself as an effective spokesperson. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's why it says it all. I'm the only president they got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the only one. <laughs> so, uh... Nobody else. <laughs> gosh, dang. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, and we could go gosh. on and on about all the people that ran against him yeah. and end up getting beat because <laughs> that's the way they wanted it to go down. Okay. Do you want me to get to the cake woman now? Yeah, let's get to the cake woman. All right, to set this up, earlier, this was from Libs of TikTok. Mm-hmm. They put a video, and this, again, is just a person on TikTok that was explaining to people how she and her friend identify as birds. Okay? And we're trying to figure out, is that a joke or not? And it doesn't seem like people are taking it as a joke. I don't think it is. I, honestly, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. And her friend identifies as a blue jay. She identifies as a cardinal. Mm-hmm. It goes on from there. It just gets wackier. And then I come across this as someone identifies as cake. Cake? Yes. So I don't know if this is one of the 150 genders that they're talking about. They say, hey, you got to learn all these genders and pronouns and everything else. I'm a cake, cake gender. Yeah. Hmm. And... Y- I think this person's for real. Okay. I saw the video. So as far as the video, it's just this young, younger woman, and she's got, you know, the the big circular clear glasses, you know, dark hair, and she looks very sincere as she's looking into the camera talking about this identification. Okay, I would describe xenogenders as a gender that could not typically be be described with terms such as masculinity, femininity, neutrality, androgyny, things like that. It's more of not how you relate to a particular gendered 
um, experience, but more of how you relate to things. For example, cake gender. Um, I know a few people who personally use this. Um, a few? It yes. <laughs> you know that What's wrong with that? What circles are you running in? Apparently you cake get, walks. You, <laughs> you do get the feeling this is some of the same folks. You know what I'm saying? Like just by pictures and things like that. Can you date somebody that thinks they're coffee? They go together. Maybe. Or milk or yeah. Maybe. I'll let her explain more. It's typically described as them feeling light and fluffy or sweet <laughs> and warm. And... You like that? <laughs> light and fluffy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Okay. Light and fluffy. It's not something that you could typically describe with the terms masculine, feminine, androgynous, etc. Right. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers <laughs> or flavors to their particular gender. What flavor is your gender? <laughs> Said the insane person. Wow. Okay, I need to recognize something right now, if okay. you don't mind. Oh, go ahead. If we can go back to 87 for a minute, We're talking about a guy and maybe a whole band way ahead of their time, and that would be Joe Elliott and Def Leppard. Uh, he said he was hot, sticky, sweet. Uh, did he identify as sugar at the time? Didn't realize. Yeah. I don't know. I'm asking the he question. Was, he was cake gender. Maybe. We have a... Uh, well, no, he couldn't have been because he's saying to pour the sugar on me. Yes, oh. Okay. So, all right. Cla thank you for the clarification. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Yolanda sends us a note. Hi, guys. I was going to look at these bird women online. I started typing women identifies has, and oh, my gosh, there's a cat, fish, and so many more. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> well, the thing is, you got you got to watch out for cake-gendered people. They're, they're very, very confrontational. They're always walking around going, hey, you want a piece of me? Yeah! <laughs> Here he comes. Here we go. Well done, Van Camp. As always. <laughs> Okay, much more to get to. What state's capital has seen homelessness double? That The answer to that quiz, straight ahead right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. What capital has seen homelessness double? Oh, it's California's capital. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, remember, he once called himself the homeless czar. Who knew that meant he was actually like the homeless Pied Piper, right? You bring everybody into the capital city. Uh, but actually, in San Francisco, the homeless population has risen by 67% in three years. That actually uh, surpasses San Francisco. Wow. Yeah, California State University, Sacramento, uh, did this report that actually by some, from some people who work with the homeless every day, say you're undercounting the number of people who are camping out on public places, but you're talking about, about uh, 9,200 people without shelter in the state's capital. And we all know why. Sure. You incentivize it. That's right. Of course. That's why we have people crossing the border. Because it's incentivized. 
it doesn't take incredibly intelligent people to figure this out. No. Well, San Francisco's got something to shoot for now. There yeah, you go. Now they're trailing. Yeah. Okay, Robin's wanted the Kamala audio. What is it? Something about young voters disenchanted? Oh, yeah. Well, she's the abortion spokeswoman for the administration, and she says that Roe v. Wade is on the ballot for the November elections. Now, during this interview with NPR, the host wasn't really sure what that means because Democrats don't have the votes to kill the filibuster and probably still won't after November. So what's the plan here? What does that mean? Wait a second. You're at NPR. You get the questions right. that she wants to be asked. You don't ask complex questions like, no. hey, that sounds like a talking point. What does it mean? First of all, I think we all felt and, and rightly um, a huge blow when this decision came down in Dobbs. <laughs> And it really, again, when we talk about settled versus, you know, what we thought was settled and to see that this stuff is not, um, that's real. So I don't deny anybody how they are feeling right now. I know how I'm feeling right now, right? So far in 27 seconds, what has she said? Nothing. A whole lot of words. It was a blow and we feel it. But Uh, that's what... uh, Okay. It's never anything substantive here. No. No. Um, But if if we want to look at why people should vote. People stood in line around our country in 2020. We had one of the largest, I think some would say the largest turnout ever. No, they didn't. They could mail it in and drop it off. Um, And what people voted for is they wanted an extension of the child tax credit. We did that. What? what the so, hell is going so specifically, on? again, the question is about young voters and why they're feeling disenchanted by this administration's inability to get any sort of wins for them. And so, yes, it was a blow, abortion. But as far as those people that have kids, they voted for the child tax credit. Is that right? Yes. I guess. That has nothing to do with anything. How do you defend this? I mean, <laughs> honest to God, I you know. Okay. You don't. How, how you defend it is you say, but January 6th. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's... One of those things. You know. Listen, man, I feel like, Scott, It's Thursday is usually the day where you're about to lose it. Uh, and you're not the only one. There's no, plenty I'm on not. this show. I think we should go back to that clip we had a little while ago. And that's just from what the person that identifies as cake. Not as a bird or a different gender. Well, we had birds earlier. Yeah, we did. It's not something that you could typically describe with the terms masculine, feminine, androgynous, etc. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers or flavors (laughs) to their particular gender. You know, I do know. I know some cake gendered people, actually. I I realize that. Seriously. I actually went to one of their weddings. It was emotionally exhausting because, you know, cakes are... Always in tears. See, you give it an I really feel pressure to come up with something on the spot, and I just can't. He's <laughs> too good, man. Yes. He's too good. Yes. David Van Camp on a roll. This is the Markley Van Camp Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, it's unbelievable how it is the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott's fault, that these migrants coming into the United States, 53, at last count, yeah. died. His fault? Yeah, it's, it's his fault that all those people died and were found in a, in a tractor trailer in San Antonio. Um, this is Vice President Kamala Harris speaking with uh, NPR. And it doesn't matter that the federal government, because Border Patrol is so overwhelmed with everything else, they don't have time to do the kind of thorough checks that they would normally do. That, that, that doesn't matter. It's actually Greg Abbott's fault for even bringing our failures up. Oh, my God. I mean, first of all, I think the numbers are now at 50 dead. Mm-hmm. In, a, in the back of a truck. Master of the obvious again. Um, people who, seems by what we know so far, were trying to find a better life, right, died a horrible death. And I think that you're raising the point about how the governor of that state responded really highlights part of the problem. Because his response, where there are 50 dead bodies in his state, is to go straight to politics. No. Mm-hmm. The problem is people know if they get across the border, they've made it. And they're going to get free health care and free education. We've been over this I don't know how many times. You incentivize people coming over illegally. And they'll risk their lives to do it. And you really don't care about them. You only talk about caring. Yeah. And it's really disgusting. And so someone brings it up, says this is on Biden, and it's easy to connect the dots because nothing's been done as far as border security. Mayorkas, are you kidding? Is he going to do anything? No. No. He's getting his marching orders from the top. This is all by design. We all know it. No, and in fact, the Department of Homeland Security, headed up by Alejandro Mayorkas, is helping to make it easier for people to come in, claim asylum, and then go on their merry way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're talking about people who are uh, who just make it across the border. If they are arrested, they're no longer required to go in front of a judge. You're talking about now just officials who come in and say, okay, you're good to go, you're good to go, you're good to go. That's it. Yes. Well, not only that, man, when you think about the cartels and the human traffickers, this is well organized. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, people that follow this stuff, they kind of paint the picture. Because where that you know, rig was left abandoned, you just follow that road. You go right up through Oklahoma all the way up to Minnesota. And there's stop points along the way. They could stop this if they wanted to. They don't want to. Yeah. Well, And then you've got fentanyl coming through. Yeah. And into California, when we talked about that story again yesterday, 150,000 fentanyl pills could kill over a million people easy. 
Two guys arrested. Let go. Like, immediately. Local sheriff can't do anything about it. It's like it's all rigged this way. And it's so frustrating for people because you're looking in every direction saying, what can we do about this as Americans? No one seems to care. But there's very little you can do. You've got to get these people out of office. Uh, I, I, oh, I, she's not even done talking yet. No, there's more wisdom. I guess. You, what's left in this clip? Golly. Instead of dealing with the realities of the issue. Oh, gosh. The realities of the issue include what we need to do on the issue of smuggling, for example. And so our... And what do you think we should do about it? Yeah, exactly. It? Then what's the salute? What are yeah. you proposing? What are you proposing? You're just throwing something against the wall. Oh, yeah, of course. And, there should be something done about smuggling, yes. And every time Greg Abbott has tried to actually step in and do something, he gets slapped around by the federal government because they say, well, it's not your jurisdiction. But, I mean, <laughs> what are we supposed... This is what frustrates me about it. I know. Her. She just says things it's on and on with no, no, absolutely zero validity to solving the problem at all. Administration has been taking that quite seriously. No, there have you been haven't. Over two thousand arrests, but we also need to take seriously the fact that we have a broken immigration system. Whose fault is that? That was decimated by the last administration. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Is anybody going to stand up ever? No, I mean, and admit I- a mistake. Dude. Just say, we made a mistake. You know, we've got to correct our mistakes we made at the border. The one thing about Trump, before we move on, just to make this point, and you already know it, but it is this. Yeah, there were some things Trump did that even staunch Trump supporters were saying, Don, you shouldn't have done this sure. or, that or whatever. Yeah. But when he first brought up illegal immigration, <laughs> the biggest criticism was no one's even talking about this. He was highlighting a problem. Yeah. And he was going to do something about it. That's pretty much what he ran on in the beginning. And, dude, as you see, it's still a problem. But my recollection, he was the only person that really wanted to do something about it. Because it was Republicans and Democrats for years. Yeah. Just allowing it to happen and profiting off of it. Both parties. Oh. And that's why so many people were excited. I mean, conservatives, like, I think this guy will actually do something. And he did. Yeah. He did do something about it, fighting Democrats, taking him to court at every turn, yep. including then Republicans, buying into the BS that the Democrats and the media were, 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 were feeding the American people. Yeah. Going to build the wall. Believe me. Hey, did you see the story out of Arizona? This oh, will give you hope. This is huge news, man. They, I'm surprised this isn't covered more. So... Arizona has in uh, Cora DeAngelis, he's a guy who's been really working hard on um, school choice mm-hmm. in America. He's calling this the gold standard for school choice in Arizona. So what they did was they expanded a 2011 law that provided it was $6,500 in tuition annually per child for private or home schools or learning pods. Um, but the initial program was only available to uh, kids with disabilities, military children, uh, failing students. It was like, if the public school system isn't, isn't working for you, we're going to uh, help you find another situation that might be better for your education. What they just did was pass a law that will allow that program for 
every single student in the state of Arizona. 1.1 million students in the state of Arizona now can take their tax dollars with them if they want to get out of failing government schools. Yeah! That's that's what we that's right. Yeah. It's what people have been wanting get for a long time. Get better or go broke. Seriously. That's that simple. You're, if you can't afford to put your kid in a private school or you can't homeschool, but you don't want them indoctrinated, there's another way to do it. Yeah, we're going to get this done this way. Yeah. Well, we're not going to leave these kids behind because of their their geography that they have to go to crappy schools. No. Yeah. Uh, Google story, David. This is concerning. Oh, yeah. A uh, Google engineer who's working on artificial intelligence says, yeah, their program could be evil, but it's not too bad. Those are, that's my summary of, of what he says, but I hope you'll you'll understand where I'm coming from when you hear the clip. This is uh, Blake Lemoine uh, talking to the news desk, a uh, British outlet, uh, about the potential for weaponized AI systems being used by the military. But he says, hey, the project I'm working on, though, that's mostly harmless. All right. Mm-hmm. Is not in any way violent. It's a... Pretty sweet and innocent kid, more likely. It just happens to be one that's incredibly intelligent about a lot of subjects. But it is capable of doing some bad things. Well, I mean, so I was originally testing it for bias. And it definitely has some biases, or it did at the time. Uh, I've checked periodically over the last six months, and it's been getting better. But there are definitely some possibilities that this kind of technology, uh, trained on biased data sets, would have biased impacts on the world when it's deployed. I'd be much more worried about that and about the potential that AI systems like this have to politically influence people than I would about any violent scenarios. See? You know, How does the AI feel about abortion? Right. It, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it could probably, uh, you know, unleash a propaganda campaign on the part of a, or on behalf of a hostile power or hostile group. But 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 violence is gonna is it gonna nuke you? Probably not. I'm not all that worried about it. <laughs> Shut it down, man. I know you say it every time and it makes a lot of sense, David. Like, just what are you stop. doing? What the hell are you doing? Right. Just why are we going down this road at all? Um Man, I wanna switch gears. We have time to do this, David. What do you think? I'm gonna do this thing um about relationships. It's really interesting. Oh, yeah. I think we could fit it, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to play this. There's this show. You know, people put shows on YouTube, and there's podcasts, all this stuff. I think it's called Friends and Lovers. This lady, Jasmine Brown, is explaining how much she babies her man and just spoils him. Mm -hmm. Okay? The funny part about this is the outrage from some women, like... what are you doing? Do you get this in return? But the question that's being asked online is, is this the signs of a good relationship? Are these signs? And see what you think of this. What does a submissive woman do for her man? Everything. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, like packing his bag, unpacking his bag, um, just making sure all the things that he wants. And like, I, I pretty much read his mind. So it's like, if I know you and I study you, like I know how you are in the morning. I know how you are about midday. I know when you're in this mood, what you need. Like before you can ever ask me for something, I'm already on it. I mean, he- what, do you, what do you think so far, Scott? I'm in love. <laughs> Oh, just just wait till you see what she looks like, Scott. You might you might have another heart attack. 
No, I no, I I don't I don't know. Well, I she's gorgeous, where the, by the, the blowback's going to yeah. be here. Yeah, but, well, it keeps going on. My love is my superpower, and I used to hate that about myself, but now it's like I'm just embracing it. Like that's who I am. Like if I love you, I can heal you. It's your joy. It is my joy. You know, I I love to see him eating the meal that I cooked. I love seeing him sleep easy. Every night, like clockwork, I scratch this man's back to sleep. And I know when he's asleep because I can tell when his breathing changes. And some people might think that's psychotic, but that's like... I just know that's when I'm like, oh, I can stop now. But I find joy in being your rest. (laughs) The look on Robin's face! I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, but there oh. are women out there go what? Oh yeah, of course. The weird thing is, if you talk about, you know, it's a couple ladies talking about a guy. He does everything for me. He treats me like a queen. Mm-hmm. Usually, the response is, "You deserve it. You deserve to be treated like a queen." Yeah. But then there's a freak out another way when you're a woman talking about treating a man like that. Yeah. But isn't it great if they treat each other the same way? The way you'd want to be treated? Yeah, right. I, I agree. And all I can think of is something that's been the theme of the entire week. Man, there's a lot of miserable people out there, and they want everybody else to be miserable, just as, too. Just as miserable. Yep. Scratching your back to sleep. That sounds nice. <laughs> gotta say. Well, I gotta tell you, everybody's yeah, like, yeah, that's me good. Too. All right, news update straight oh, ahead. Right can here. I hear that again? <laughs> <laughs> all right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another tragic story in New York City. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, while, while the governor, <clears throat> along with uh, New York City officials, are working to try to restrict the uh, gun ownership rights of law-abiding citizens, you've got law-abiding citizens who are being executed in the street by criminals. Uh, so this is another tragedy in New York. A 20-year-old woman who was out walking with her three-month-old baby in a stroller was shot in the head at close range. She's dead. The baby is alive. The cops say she was living in a nearby women's shelter. She may have been the victim of domestic abuse. Uh, and New York Mayor Eric Adams came out and gave this long speech about how he's going after ghost guns or something, even though... Doesn't look like a ghost gun is it is that is involved in this at all. Here we go. Uh, this entire day, we have been addressing the problem of the overproliferation of guns on our street, how readily accessible they are, and how there is uh, just uh, no fear in using these guns on innocent uh, New Yorkers. It shows uh, just how uh, this national problem is impacting families. Yeah. It, it's, it's not a national problem. It's big cities with liberal leadership problem. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Man up and own the problem first. That'd be the first step if you were going to give advice. And then maybe answer the question. You're talking about. Well, how did he phrase it? People feel like fearless to use these guns. And Something. how there is a, just a, no fear right. in using these guns on innocent uh, New Yorkers. Right. Why would that be? Hmm. Uh, just within the last couple of weeks, and maybe it happened more than what we've heard. People arrested with illegal guns out on the street the same day. 
Why do you think they walk around without fear? They know. They know. Of course. What are you going to do? Nothing. And by the way, when they do catch someone in one of these type of shootings, if it was a lawfully possessed gun, we all know about it. We hear about it. Oh, That's yeah. part of the story. You just don't hear about it so much when it's someone possessing a legal gun. That's disgusting, man. Really is. They could be doing a whole lot more. I just saw, man, how many armed robberies in Chicago again last night. Like, they hit seven spots. But why do they do it? What's the deterrent? Right. In all these big cities, it's, it's the same answer. It's crazy. Well, it goes back to parenting, right? You I mean, that's where it starts. If you don't instruct your kids when they're young, then they're, they don't have any fear of anything anymore. Yeah, but Why at some point, if you know you're going to do time, that's a deterrent well, that's a lot a, of times. Well, but they know they're not going to. That's, that's the thing. You I can know. yell and bluster it all you want, but it doesn't matter until you start cracking a few heads. On a lighter note, uh, July 4th, most dangerous day for your phone. My phone? Yes. Well, it could be water-related. People get hammered, and they drop them in a pool or something like that, oh, or they've fallen down because they're hammered. Or maybe you just blow one up. I don't know. Just watch out for that. You're carrying yes. the phone. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And the biggest story of the day, David. Uh, there are a few out there. I mean, of course, Kamala Harris blaming the governor of Texas for, well, having a, a role in the death of all those migrants, even though <laughs> it's federal was. jurisdiction. Also, the president today talking about Ukraine and how long America is going to keep financing this war against Russia, even though it's hurting America more and more as time goes on you know what he said and we'll we'll hear from him directly coming up um yeah you're gonna have to deal with it as long as it takes i think russia has proved they have the money now to be in it for the long haul and we have the scott robbins top three stories of the day the trifecta yep coming right up markley van camp and robbins show Okay. Yeah, I'm the Gen Xer. Markley. Van Camp's the millennial. Robbins, the sexy boomer. Yeah. Uh, more on Robbins in a second. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, yeah. So the president speaking this morning was asked, hey, you know, how long do you think uh, we're going to just keep supporting Ukraine and sending them money and all that, knowing that it is hurting us economically more and more every single day? How long do you think we're willing to put up with that? Okay. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for this war? As long as it takes. So Russia cannot, in fact, defeat Ukraine and move beyond Ukraine. Uh, move beyond Ukraine, sure, but Ukraine's not a NATO ally. Nope. So as long as it takes... Well, from all the intel from the Pentagon and other sources, uh, Russia is doing okay financially. Not decimated as we were told they would yeah. be a few months ago. And still selling gas to India and China, making a ton of money. And so the belief is, well, Russia can just wait this out for as long as it takes. Well, yeah. So what exactly are we talking about here? Because in the beginning, remember, 
Kiev will fall by the end of the weekend. I heard that. Right. Late February. Yeah. Didn't happen. No. And it has been an incredible effort from Ukraine. But they're running short on troops. Yeah. They have people that don't know how to run all of the military weapons that we're sending them. It takes training and it takes time. They have to get some of those Afghans over there to show them how it works. Right. We left a lot there. They know how it works. Yeah. There's a lot of different issues going on. And again, we're the ones that are funding most of it. It's not Europe. Even though Russia's in their backyard. Okay. We're just going to keep doing this. All right. Anything else? As long as it takes, man. We've got to stand up for a democracy that was so corrupt we didn't want them in NATO. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, you forget about that. I mean, you absolutely just forget about this. Well, I think... It, it was corrupt. For so many people in America, you've seen so many stories of families or individuals in Ukraine, and it is one heartbreaking story after another. Mm-hmm. It's that human side of people that sees it and is like, people think, well, we got to do whatever we can. But at some point... When you're asking the people that are so much for, well, we have to fight that fight. Uh, do you want to go fight it? Well, I would if I was young enough. I'm just too old now. You want to send your kid to go fight that one? Well, well somebody else's kid. Right. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Warhawks never want to send their own. No. See how that works now. Mm-hmm. Then you have, well, as far as our military, the story from earlier this week. Trying to make their goals for recruitment? They're yeah. not even close. No, they're not. For a number of different reasons. You understand it. All right, you ready for your big three stories there, Robbins? Let's get to it. Roll it. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, always helped by his hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. Always. You're all ready to go? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm ready. I got it. So it's three. Yes, Scott. Uh, number three, Rob Reiner honored his dad's memory in a weird way. What? You know, I've said this before. There is nothing. They live in this world where they're consumed. They, meaning Rob Reiner and his ilk, by Donald Trump. They can't. They cannot let that go. I mean, we're seeing a play out now with January 6th. David, you pointed it out yesterday. They, they can't let it go. They can't. He eats at them, eats at them, eats at them. So Rob Reiner honors his dead father yesterday with a tweet. And you know his dad was was, uh, Carl Reiner. Yeah. And by the way, there's been a lot of stuff from Rob Reiner I've enjoyed, right? Okay. I mean, Spinal Tap I liked a lot. Yeah. There's been a lot of stuff he's done. He said, my dad died two years ago today. I miss him, but he's always with me. That's nice. Then he goes on, and knowing how much he loved a good comeuppance, he'd be thrilled to see what's happening to Donald Trump. What is going on? What's wrong with these people? Seriously, you're paying tribute to your dad by talking about Donald Trump. So sad. It is. You mentally ill whack jobs. 
What is wrong with you? What a wonderful way to honor your late father. That's awesome. Nothing is sacred to these people suffering from TDS. Nothing. So Scott My dad's dead, but he loved Donald Trump getting in trouble. Okay. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Freaking crazy. Top three stories. Deal with this Scott stuff Robbins. all the time. Two. Donald Trump lives in your brain. Two. You just wake up. You Number can't. two. Cece get like a big two. bowl, forty gallon drum two. of Xanax, and just two. put his whole two. head in it. Two. Everybody's God. trying to get Scott to keep right. freaking out. Let's go. Two. <laughs> Number two. Greg Gutfeld on Fox News reminds uh, a lot of the late night TV Joe hosts that he, he's kind of winning. He's killing him. <laughs> Oh, I haven't uh, seen any of the recent numbers. Uh, Greg Gutfeld tweeted out: uh, "In case you skeptic, uh, in case you're a skeptical of the media that happily works from the same playbook in covering the unison response to the late night chorus, they leave out the one that's beating them all. Why would they do that? That's me." <laughs> Seth Meyers, Jimmy Fallon, Trevor Noah, Stephen Colbert, get in line. And they talked about what these guys dwell on constantly. Colbert's become just just part of the Democrat Party. Oh, he doesn't yeah. even try anymore. I mean, the guy, what a shame. What an absolute embarrassment. Yeah, it's not good. Just embarrassing. Well, David had a clip the other day of him trying to talk AOC into running for president. Oh, yeah. Which is laughable. It among is laughable. most Democrats. <laughs> Who says that? No idea. AOC running for president. It it is really remarkable though that that so Stephen Colbert tends to be the top dog on the late night TV mm-hmm. shows right now late night comedy shows. Um, it is remarkable though that a cable news late night show on a conservative news network beats over the air broadcasts regularly. Yeah, and he even beats Stephen Colbert on occasion. Yeah. That's incredible. Like it's one thing if you're like, well, he crushes the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Well, nobody watches the Daily Show with Trevor right. Noah. Noah. It's yes. a terrible show. Right. But man, it, when you're on cable and you're competing with with act, like over the air antenna television channels, and you're beating the other two guys, and occasionally beating the top dog Stephen Colbert, that's remarkable and such a sign that people are done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't look at it the same way at all. Mm-hmm. It's totally partisan hackery. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> Scott Robbins, trifecta, the top three stories of the day. And finally, yeah. one. Uh, a lot of Democrats think the country is going in the wrong direction, according to a new AP NORC poll. Yeah, it's out in... Uh... The latest poll was conducted, shows about 85% of Americans believing the country is headed in the wrong direction, including more than three out of every four Democrats. Wow. Growing majority of Americans say the U.S. is, in fact, going in the wrong direction. Nearly eight in ten Democrats, according to a new poll that finds deep pessimism about the economy plaguing Joe Biden. 85% of U.S. adults say the country is on the wrong track. 79% describe the economy as poor. Well, yeah. The findings suggest Biden faces fundamental challenges as he tries to motivate voters to cast ballots for Democrats. That's why the only thing you're going to hear from here on out, two things, abortion and guns, in that order. 
It'll be beaten over your skull because they can't run on a record because they don't have one. Yeah, do it. I always like I, I read the AP write up on on what their polling is showing, and I always yeah. like how it's uh, the economy is plaguing Joe Biden. Well, yeah, yeah, it's right, always something right. happening to Joe Biden. It's never right. anything that's that's a result of something he did or didn't do. Yes. Well, it's the same thing with the border. You did it, Joe. What's happening at the border? Again, I'm just looking at every single issue. The gun control, you're upside down. Um, Oil, voter ID laws, COVID, school curriculum, trans activism, all of that. What was it, Congress yesterday? A trans bill of rights? Yeah. (laughs) Go go right ahead. Yeah, knock yourself out. You think that's a winner right now? Are you kidding me? Wow. And there you have it. There you have it. Scott Robbins, Stripefecta. Dang, man. Top three stories of the day. Did you hear about the semi that flipped that had the beehives? No. 200 active beef. Oh, we need to get to that story. Are these Beyonce fans? I don't think so. Oh, because they're the beehive, you know. That's what I've heard before. I'm almost sad that you heard beehive and that was the first thing you thought of. Sorry. Beyonce. No, Gad, that, a news update, and of course, Nimrod's in the news. You want to miss that. Put a ring on it. Yep. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. They just lie all the time. Yes. Mainstream media lies all. All the time. So the Supreme Court uh, has ruled against the EPA, essentially saying that the EPA uh, cannot just broadly write rules about carbon emissions. If they, if 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 Congress wants to do that for the climate change, then Congress can do it. But they're just saying the administrative state can't willy nilly rewrite rules because that's Good. not how our government's supposed to work. That's not how our country is supposed to work. Correct. Uh, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has already said, hey, it's time to uh, maybe do away with the Supreme Court altogether <laughs> as a result of that. Oh, God. There was an ABC News White House correspondent who said, who will save the planet on Twitter? And CNN is running with this story. The Supreme Court curbs the federal government's ability to fight climate change. The decision is one of the most consequential cases for climate change and clean air in decades. Supreme Court did not curb the federal government's ability to fight climate change. The Supreme Court curbed the ability of unelected bureaucrats to dictate energy policy in this country. Period. And at the same time, do these dopes know what India and China does every single day? No, they... It was... So, like, you know... Yeah, Yeah, AOC. Yeah. Scott Adams, the Dilbert guy... Yeah. Has a, a list. It's a, it's a hoax quiz, he calls it. He has updated it now in, <laughs> in light of the January 6th. Uh, Trump tried to grab the wheel of the beast. <laughs> but the question is, how many of these hoaxes do you still believe are true? Uh, Russia collusion hoax. Steel dossier. Uh, hooker story. Russia paying bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, that was a lie. That was a while ago. Uh, Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. Trump suggested injecting bleach to fight COVID. Trump overfed koi fish in Japan. I forgot about that one. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Dude, I'm sitting here going through, and I'm like, I know individuals that still believe like three of these. Oh, yeah. But yeah. media outlets still run with at least two or more of these. The yeah. President of the United States still says it. Uh, wow. Trump cleared protesters with tear gas for a Bible photo op. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, elections were fair because no court found major fraud. January 6th was an insurrection to overthrow the government, and then finally now the update is Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of the beast. (laughs) Well done, Scott Adams. They lie all the time. Yes, they do. I mentioned the semi. This was in Utah this week. Holy smokes, transporting 200 active beehives. This was on Interstate 80, 30 miles east of Salt Lake City. So there are two people in the truck. They crash. They're not seriously hurt. But then here come the bees. Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. Multiple stings. They both had to be treated at the hospital. Thankfully, I'll tell you this, no one died. Wow. Uh, But you got first responders, right? They got stung like crazy. They went to the hospital with the people being treated. Apparently, there were so many bees, police couldn't clear the crash scene for several hours until local beekeepers showed up to help. They took most of the bees away, but they've still told people, hey, if you're in that area, be careful. But bring bring a couple of slices of bread and a knife with you to spread some honey on it. Well, and I don't think we need just random clips of Nicolas Cage. Well, bees. Yeah, we but do. with this story. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Oh, no, my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! <laughs> Okay, see, that's not egregious there. That was necessary, I feel. <laughs> and with that... I knew that was coming to When the going get gets open. tough... Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. <laughs> All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Well, dude in Seattle rolled into a supermarket. It's 9 in the morning, pushing his own cart. So the guy went to the back, loaded 11 cases of beer, pushed it directly to the exit. (laughs) Security guard tried to stop him, but he threatened to pepper spray the guard if he didn't let him go through. This is Seattle, so what did the guard do? He backed off. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the guy walking out with all the beer is just like, dude, do you know where you are? (laughs) (laughs) Police showed up, found the guy across the street where he was attempting to get on a city bus with the 11 cases of beer. (laughs) (laughs) He was actually arrested and taken to jail. Wow. What happened to the beer? (laughs) It returned. Okay. So sorry. Oh, man. And then a couple in Michigan went shopping in an unnamed store, put three air conditioning units on a cart. Then they wheeled them over to self-checkout, scanned a Reese's candy, and that's it. (laughs) Paid for it and left. (laughs) Loaded the AC units into a vehicle and drove off, but police then caught up to them. Well, they had, you know, two things they left at the checkout kiosk. An ID and a purse. Well, okay. And the purse had a crack pipe. Really? (laughs) And that's Nimrod's In the News.